Hey everyone, you're listening to the 107 podcast where we get together every fortnight to talk about technology, business, and the humans in it. I'm your host, Ivan Stegic, and in this episode of the podcast, I'll be talking to Alexis Vasquez, also known as Lex, L, and Lex Funk. He's a web developer here at 107, a DJ, and a self-described beat maker. Lex, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a joy to have you. It's lovely that you can join me. I'd love to try to keep this as riffy and remixy and open as possible, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to hear some of your recent work, some of your earlier work um, as well. So join me. Let's see. Your name, DJ Lex Funk. I wanted to ask about that. Where did that come from? One time we were hanging out, it was like my cousin and my brother, and we were watching Sports Center. And uh, this golfer, Fred Funk, I believe his name is, was on there. And I was like, this guy's a golfer. He's got a cool last name, Funk. I wish my last name was Funk. And my cousin called me Alex Funk. And that's kind of like where it came from. Just started going. I just started using it. I shortened it to Lex Funk, though. <laughs> so it's a, gol- it's a golfer. It's not as cool as a you might sound but i make it cooler i kind of always thought the funk part had to do with the kind of music you like well that's what it means to me i just the origin of it is kind of a weird one i think and how long ago was that (laughs) that was probably when i was a senior in high school so like 2004 2003 wow so it's been around for a long time and you've got all the lex funk handles online i would assume for the most part lexfunk.com I'm a web developer and it doesn't really do anything, but I have it. Uh, Lex Funk on Twitter. Um, yeah, those are the two most important ones, I think. When you were with your cousin and you came up with that name, did that happen in Minneapolis or were you somewhere else? Yes, I was in Minneapolis. But you didn't grow up in Minneapolis, did you? I was born in Minneapolis, um, but I, I think I was in first grade when we moved away from Minneapolis and we moved to a small town called Randolph, Minnesota. Um, the population like 700, seven something, not very, not a very big town. It's like a mile by a mile wide. The actual town is, uh, no streetlights, um, just, you know, two bars and a school. Um, so yeah, that's where I grew up. I, that's where I spent most of my grade school days um, in that whole area too. So like a, adjacent to Randolph is Cannon Falls, and so I, I split my school time between Cannon Falls and Randolph uh, growing up. Um, but then I actually graduated high school from Farmington. So I, I went to like three or four different high schools. Um, just kind of bounced around, but <clears throat> they're all kind of in the same area, so I still had the same group of friends the whole time. Were you interested in music that early on? Yes, I'm, I mean, I've been interested in music all my life. Uh, my dad's a, well, was is a drummer, um, so he and uh, his dad's a musician as well. So we music's always been in the family, I guess. Um, they had a you know a, a family band. They, he's always been in bands and. Um, that's kind of how I first got into it, I guess. Was it with uh, an instrument, or were you kind of into electronic right away? I was always curious about the electronics. I really 
do like the drums and it was fun you know when we got to play the drums obviously you get to make as much noise as you want as a kid it's kind of the coolest thing um but yeah like i always liked uh keyboards and synthesizers and um drum machines and um, just all all of the kind of electronic music making instruments so you've never had any classical musical training have you no do you remember what the first thing you ever recorded was i think the first recordings were i always was always really interested in djing and turntablism and mixing and that whole thing uh growing up so the first thing was obviously just you know making mixtapes mixes um you know when the cool songs come on the radio make sure you're listening i always have a tape in the deck ready to go uh and then um eventually i got so i got creative one day and, and i um i you know i had a, a tape deck it had two decks so you could you know play or you could record from a cd or from any external source i uh ripped out the mechanism of the tape deck that allows you to record over something recorded already um and so it would just layer it on top and so that's how i would i, I would mix songs that way um so it made it so i couldn't record over the tape like i only had one chance at it and so that's kind of how i did it wow that that must have been challenging to figure out i mean there's no internet that you can look up how this thing's wired and what it's doing yeah um i think i came across it by accident uh it was a birthday gift and some would say maybe i broke it but i think i just hacked it in a way that worked for me that's ingenious so your first mixtape was actually layered music that was in analog on a cassette um and what did you progress on from there did you just keep doing that or did that quickly evolve into something else I did that for, I mean, for a little while. I think I was in seventh grade at the time, um, or eighth grade, or, you know, around that time. And uh, the thing that got me away from just doing, uh, like, you know, taking songs that were that already existed and just mixing with other ones uh, with a tape deck was a, I guess you would consider it a game, a video game. Um, it was called uh, MTV Music Generator on PlayStation. And what it was, was basically like a, a digital audio workstation, but on your PlayStation, uh, much like Ableton is now, or you know some of these other apps. Um, that's how I started you know, making my own music, uh, right on a PlayStation. Um, and it came with a bunch of samples. You could sample from other audio sources as well right into your playstation and save those things uh, the only thing from there is you you wouldn't be able to like uh create an mp3 or anything like that you would just have to record it so i would put it on tapes so i had a bunch of tapes of original works oh do you still have any of those tapes <laughs> not from those days no unfortunately uh we ha so we had a house fire in 2006 and those all went up in the fire so i lost all of the uh my original works from then but uh since rebuilt you know that's such a shame but um like logistically you can try to build it up 
what you can remember, but um, what a shame to have lost that. So that's unfortunate. So I know you prepped some music for this podcast. You were going to play something. Um, why don't you give us an intro to what you're going to play and um, you can talk about it on the other side. I was in high school at Farmington and we had a television show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was like a news show, you know, so we would, I was the producer of the news show. Uh, we would do a show every Friday um, at, I think, 2 p.m., 2.30 or something. You know, it's 15 minutes. Um, so I did the intro music for it and all the bump music for, you know, all the packages and everything. What is bump music? Um, oh, so it's like the music that you, you know, you play, like, uh, when you're going into, like, a new uh, package or in the background of an interview or something like that. Or, you know, have you ever watched, like, Adult Swim? And they have, like, the words on the screen and the music in the background. Those are it's bump music. Or like, yeah, or like, or like when like a radio show comes back and they just have music playing, and then it's yeah, that's that's bump music. That's wonderful. I've never heard that term, bump music. So this is circa 2004. Yeah, 2004. Um, so I was into uh, cheesy dance music back then, and um, well, I was into a lot of music. Still am into a lot of music, but. Uh, here, here's the intro to Farmington in Effect. So this is original music that you created, um, composed. Is that that's that's is that the right word? Composed is probably generous, um, but yeah, it's all all original. Um, I created this like three minute long track, and we were going to use it as the intro. And they're like, you know, um, it has to be thirty seconds. And I'm like, well, there's so many parts to it. How do I get squeeze them all in? I'm sure that at Farmington High School, there is a library archive of all the shows that were ever produced. Uh, yeah. I'm sure at some point they'll end up on YouTube and that'll be, that'll be fun. <laughs> so you also created the intro music to the 10.7 podcast and also the outro music to the podcast. Right. And I've always, like, when you, when you played that, it made perfect sense that that would be something you used. And I've always wondered how you start a project like that. Do you start with one sample? Do you start with a baseline? How did you come up with Farmington TV news show intro <laughs> or the 107 podcast intro? What's the process like? I don't know what I was thinking back in high school, for sure. I, I was just, you know, basic. I was just trying to mimic stuff I heard and just trying to, you know, make something that sounded like something I would want to listen to. I don't know if I'd want to listen to that now for the podcast intro. I don't even know how I started that. I usually start, a lot of times it starts with one element. So it's either drums or uh, a sample, like you, you said, or um, 
I think in this case was just the chords, uh, just the loop of chords, and then just add it on from there, um, and just layer things. I mean, I, I wouldn't say like the intro to our podcast isn't really a full song. It's it's like you know a couple loops. Um, so I mean that took maybe an hour to make one day when I was just kind of messing around. Um, with all the hip hop stuff I do though, I I tend to sample a lot. And so usually it starts with samples and cutting up samples and then adding drums and layering drums and bass underneath that. Um, can play an example of that. I think I could hear the samples in in what you just played, and some of it sounds like the singer is famous, but I'm not sure where it came from. So the question is, where did you get those samples from? <laughs> that was like the one thing I didn't want to disclose, but <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I think this one's fine. Um, that one uh, was from the band of Thieves, which was. Um, my dad's band from the 70s they played a lot in the 70s early 80s um in minneapolis so they recorded uh, one album and released one album and that song that i took a sample from was on there um and that's kind of a lot of i get a lot of samples from that it's like the gift that keeps on giving and do you ever instead of sampling audio that already exists do you ever make your own sounds and then tweak them and change them and add frequencies and lower frequencies and stretch them and do things to them. Yep, that's like, I mean, there's there's so many things you can do with an app like Ableton where you can just, you know, take a sound and stretch it and turn it into several different sounds. Um, so that's, you know, that's some of the experimental stuff I do now. I'll sample like maybe a loop from, you know, a, a synthesizer or something like that and, and uh, you know, cut that up uh, as well. So it's not always um, sampling from old records, but most of the hip hop stuff I do is all, all old um, records from my collection. Where do you draw your inspiration from? Um... I don't know. I guess, well, like, growing up, I listened to a lot of hip-hop. I really liked DJ Premier. Um, I liked just... I, I was more interested in, like, the production notes on hip-hop albums than necessarily, like, the rappers who were on them. I always like to see who, who made the music, parts of it. I don't really have a driving inspirational force i guess do you think it's a problem you're trying to solve or are you genuinely just making changes and experimenting with those changes yeah there's no i don't think it's a problem solving i'm probably creating more problems for myself than anything <laughs> it seems like um the technology is quite different now than it used to be and it seems quite advanced 
does it affect who can make music? Does it turn everyone into a musician, I guess is what I'm asking? It allows a lot more people to attempt to make music. I don't, I don't call everybody a musician. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'd consider myself a musician, to be honest. Uh, I don't um, play music, I make music. I don't know if I'm getting into technicalities here, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm a musician. I would never introduce myself as a musician. How would you introduce yourself? I, I would say beat maker. That's what I like, beat maker. Beat maker. And that's either in your basement, in your by yourself, experimenting, or maybe in some other form. No, it's usually by myself in my basement, experimenting. <laughs> I've seen um, you um, DJ parties. That's true, yeah. I'll, I'll DJ the odd party every now and again. For me, a musician is like somebody who who does it as a profession. I just don't think that's not what I'm striving to do. Uh, it's a hobby more than anything. And I don't think you necessarily need to make money off your hobbies. If everyone tried to make money off their hobbies, I don't think any w real work would get done. You know, I keep this, this is kind of just my thing that I do um, outside of work. Keeps me happy, keeps me sane. <laughs> sounds like you're having fun with it and that sounds like an amazing gift relaxing gift it can be at times like there's times where it can be frustrating obviously especially when you're trying to record like you know a 60 minute live mix or something like that and you know you play it back you hear the mistakes but when you play it for a crowd sometimes they just they don't know when was the last time you did that 60 minute mix i remember hearing one uh, in, I think it was the fall, maybe yeah. a few years ago. Is that the last time you did it? No, I did one, I think, probably last, about a year ago. That's the last time I recorded one. I've, otherwise, I've been, um, haven't been really, really DJing too much lately. Um, but we always, uh, my brother and I, always try to come out with a mix uh, for a, uh, tax day the tax day mix that's kind of what we do uh so we've, d we've done that the last three years so your description and the way i usually think of a dj it's a very uh individual and like it's focused on the individual it's very much a solo um thing right you kind of sit with your synthesizer and your software and you you create but you mentioned your brother do you collaborate with your brother how does that work oh yes uh, he's always been a part of everything that i've created um for the most part uh, like he's uh you know when you weight lift he you know you have a spotter he's like my spotter <laughs> like we we're always we're always collaborating and, and you know bouncing ideas off of each other and um start go heading down one direction with a track and you know or maybe i'll start it and he'll he'll come in and he'll put you know his his taste into it and then we kind of you know fight over it for a while and fight with it, the music and, and then it's kind of comes out to i don't know either that or something something bad i, I mean it's there, there's so many ways it can go because we don't ever have a, a real plan we, we're just making music 
Does he have a handle that he goes by? Oh, you know, I don't know if he <laughs> necessarily goes by it, but I call him Freaky D. So that's, yeah, Freaky D. Freaky D and Lex Funk in the house. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. I was going to ask you to play like your latest creation. Uh, yeah, we can do that. about what genre of music this falls into and the word house keeps coming into my mind but it's not really house there's certainly some elements of the 90s in it as well um what, what would you describe it as i would say hip-hop music is probably like the main focus for me um if i were, were if i were going to release a project it would probably be a hip-hop project uh, hip-hop instrumental project if you were if i were when i do i don't know <laughs> i would i would very be very interested in listening to that and buying the itunes dial, download or maybe listening to it on spotify oh uh, okay but it is it's so um, I think I'm hearing I, what I'm hearing is this is the first official announcement of a project in the works right here <laughs> on the 107 podcast. Uh, is this a scoop? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a name for it now. You heard it here first on the 107 podcast. DJ Lex Funk scoop is a new album out soon. Well, Lex, thank you very much for spending your time with me. It's uh been a real pleasure to speak with you do you have any final words i don't i don't have anything to plug except for the album coming soon <laughs> <laughs> and you're at lex funk on twitter and uh lexfunk.com yes uh lex at lex funk and then uh on soundcloud lex funk as well and on soundcloud that's lex funk you've been listening to the 107 podcast find us online at 107.com slash podcast and if you have a second do send us a message we love hearing from you our email address is podcast at 107.com until next time this is Ivan Stegich thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs>